Hi, I'm Adam Henson. Welcome to Keeping On Track, a podcast series made by the farming community for the farming community. Thank you, Adam. I'm Dominic Arkwright. Today, another personal story. You may have heard some of the insights from Philip Watson in some of the other programmes. Philip has long experience of dairy farming and is now Senior Lecturer in Agricultural Studies at Hartbury University. So one of his missions is to help young people on their journey into farming. As we'll hear, Philip has personal experience of poor mental health. That comes later, as does the message he wants to get across to young farmers. But first, let's hear how Philip Watson came into farming. Yes, I was born on a dairy farm uh, in Northamptonshire and grew up on a family farm. And then by the time I'd finished school and my education, I I went to milk cows for other people. Uh, Dairy cows were my passion. Uh, My family farm became an arable farm and uh, so I moved away and milked for other people and managed farms and managed dairy herds sort of within Northamptonshire for other people. Always fulfilling, looking after animals and, and working with, with people within the industry and uh, and striving to be the best that you could at it and, and however you want to measure that, whether that's around milk production or whether that's around sort of farm performance or even just the welfare and the health of the livestock that we work with. And I think there's an immense amount of pride in there in terms of looking after the land, looking after the animals and making sure that they have the best life possible um as well as meeting those production targets as well every day was different you never knew what you were going to get at half past three in the morning when you arrived at work sometimes it it was a nice surprise sometimes it would be something that wasn't as pleasant i mean there's nothing better than turning up for work at 3 30 in the morning a cow's calve and it's a difficult calving um an hour and a half later you've got mother and and calf up and, and healthy and you've done a really good job and it's still sort of say five o'clock in the morning and you've got the rest of the day ahead of you and I think it's those sorts of experiences that keep everybody involved and particularly me that allow me to have that passion for the industry. One of the quotes that my grandfather used to say to me is if you uh, if you love the land the land will love you. The soil is responsible for for everything we do in terms of our uh, production and performance. So if we don't look after the land, um, it's not going to look after us and we're going to struggle as an industry to produce the food that we want to and also maintain the health of, of crops and livestock. It is a way of life and sometimes it's a lifestyle. And you can tell how much he loved it. But like many in the farming world, Philip Watson is well aware of the challenges of being a farmer and, especially for his students, a young farmer. I think if you look at the industry as a whole, it's, it, it's facing pressure financially at the moment. There's also pressure from the, the consumer, the public, um, in terms of wanting cheap food or affordable food. There's also detractors, so those that don't necessarily agree with what we do, and particularly with the rise of social media, that can have an impact on, on people. So that constantly negative approach um, around sort of livestock farming or farming the way that we do and how it's having an impact on the environment. And that can be, can be quite soul-destroying when you're working really hard and caring about what you do to get this negative press all the time. And if you add on top of that the fact that a lot of the work is, is in unsociable hours, 
so early mornings, late nights, weekend working, and then often working isolated on your own um, for long periods of the time with potentially nobody else to talk to. Um, that can then be be quite uh, damaging to, to people's well-being and mental health. Obviously, mobile phones now have, have made it a little bit easier to stay in communication. If we go back even 25 years ago, again, you'd have people that probably working and wouldn't see anybody else for the rest of the day. So again, I think in those rural and farming communities, that's they're probably the big ones, the isolation and the, and the unsociable hours and the long hours that people work. I expect a lot of you will recognise some of that, and in other programmes we address some of those issues. So, as we've heard, Philip loves farming, but in the 1990s he began to recognise that his mental health was suffering. I've had my my sort of issues with poor mental health and well-being uh, probably around about sort of 25 years ago, 26 years ago, started to recognise oh, perhaps wasn't as feeling as, as good as I was each day, although I was enjoying what I was doing. And you sort of think, oh, it's just a bad day. But then before you realise it, those bad days have, have become a, a month of, of bad days. One day in particular when I, I just sat by the washing machine in the kitchen with my knees up by my chest and, and just sat there and rocking from side to side and couldn't physically see a way out of of that kitchen, if you like. And I did get up and go and go to work, but it, it, those days were really difficult then to sort of be able to actually do anything. Um, again, you could mask it, but then you're worried about the your performance and and how you work at, within your job, how that starts to to fall away if you're not too careful. And I think then it sort of registered that I needed to go and talk to somebody. But then it took me another four months to pluck up the courage to actually go to the doctor and say, I think I'm depressed or I think I have a problem. I think the issue then back in the late 90s, early 2000s was couldn't really talk to anybody in the industry about it. It was very much sort of a, a male industry where if you said, oh, I'm not feeling too good, um, you tend to get looked on as, as being weak. Um, I won't sort of quote some of the words that were, were, were banded to me in, in terms of that, but generally sort of people wouldn't have the time or day to, to talk about it. And you then have to find other ways of, of dealing with that. Now for me, luckily working with cows, I had 250 animals that would listen to me and I could talk to those and, and share my problems. I got nothing back in terms of a verbal response, but I very much see cows as, a, as, a, as not as much companion animals as a dog would be, but the animals that I work with, they recognize when I was having a, a bad day and I could talk to certain cows and I'd stand there and, and stroke a cow and scratch her behind the ears and it'd become very therapeutic. Now that might sound quite quite strange about having this very close bond with animals, but that was one thing that really helped me in the early days of my my depression and my uh, mental health issues was being able to to offload my problems and talk to to a, to a being, an animal, and and then feel a bit better about having offloaded that, rather than having somebody that I could talk to. Uh, within the industry that could offer me guidance and help. I had to go outside of the industry to get that, but it was about three years before I realised that I perhaps needed 
that help and, and now as I, I see nowadays it's, it's very easy to talk about mental health and well-being issues within the industry and, and there's good guidance as to where we can go to get that support so it's nice to see that progress and that advance and I th part of me thinks that would be nice if that was there 20, 25 years ago. When you're working probably from say four o'clock in the morning till sort of six, seven at night, doing that six days out of seven and you start to get tired and I think that then starts to have an impact on you. And again, although I was working with other people, very much most of the day was spent on my own working and not having that sort of social interaction with other people was very difficult and then going home at night and being tired and, and then trying to be sort of socially interactive with my wife and, and the children and that, that again became a difficulty then because she just wanted to go home and, and sit in the chair and, and sleep. And I think that tiredness and those hours were starting to have that impact. And it was strange because you're looking back on it, I, I was loving the work that I was doing, but in hindsight, it was probably having a, a physical and a mental impact on me that I didn't really realize. I went from being um, very cheerful and, and chatty to being quite a quiet person, uh, very tearful without crying, so very emotional and, and recognizing that I got very upset by things that I would normally deal with quite quite easily. And again, that was probably the thing that, that made me think more about it was, okay, so we've, I've had an issue on the farm, I've dealt with it, but I've got very sort of aware of the emotions that involved in it, rather than it being, right, I need to do X, Y, and Z, get this done and then move on. You start to think about the consequences and what could go wrong. Uh, or what did go wrong and, and that you get very reflective but it's very much a negative reflection and again you're always looking back on the things that don't quite go as you expect them rather than thinking about yeah that didn't work but everything else I've done today has been really positive positive. and I think I went from being somebody that was very optimistic to being somebody that was very pessimistic. And did your colleagues and your family notice? Yeah I mean my wife noticed it straight away uh, ex-wife now unfortunately but yeah she recognized that straight away that there was, I was changing um, and we had a lot of conversations around you need help and I go no I'm fine and again that comes back to that sort of stoicism within the industry that you just man up and get on with it I, not a phrase I particularly like but one that was often sort of said look just oh, pull yourself together and, and get on with it but she obviously recognized the difference people that I was working with I perhaps hid it from them and I think I did quite a good job of hiding that sort of side of things and I could go to work and put on a, a brave face if you like which you shouldn't have to do you should be free to go and be able to say to people I'm not feeling too good today uh, and have a chat about it and offload but again yeah I think it's it's another thing we do is we we, we hide it from those people that we we're close to um, those that are really close to us can see it, but work colleagues don't necessarily. Yeah, you don't get emotional, you don't have feelings and you don't talk about them with, with your colleagues. My dad was very much that, sort of worked in the industry most of his adult life from about the age of 13. He, he didn't talk about his emotions, his feelings. 
and and I think that was something that that I took from that is that you don't do that particularly in the industry you go you do your job and and you don't worry your your colleagues with with things that are not necessarily agricultural and Philip Watson knows now that he probably should have asked for help sooner than he did yeah don't let it build seek help as soon as you can and even if that's just ringing one of the helplines and there's lots of good helplines out there for people in the agriculture through the farming community network uh, and their various uh, county organizations i think just make that phone call don't be too proud to to say i'm not feeling too good i think i've got a, a problem with my well-being and that and even if it's just to somebody that you work with and now within the industry the way that we've progressed is you will be heard and those people will be able to offer you support and guidance and perhaps take on some of that issue that you've got and help you through it don't feel as though you've got to do it all on your own and particularly when in an industry where we are working on our own a lot that can be quite harmful speak out talk to people it's very much uh, an industry now that's aware of those issues so I think it, it it's a lot better these days than it than it has been but yeah don't don't bottle it up talk to someone I had a very good counsellor for six months and and they helped me to see ways forward in terms of how I was feeling um, also went on to medication so I was on medica I've been on medication on and off for the last say 24 years at the start, I didn't want to take tablets, but as somebody once said to me, look, if you were, if you had a physical ailment, you'd be taking pain relief, or you'd be taking medicine to make yourself better. This is no different. And I think just changing that focus of the mental side and recognising that we have to, we have to work on our mental health the same as we work on our physical health. And sometimes when they break down, we need, we need support through through medication. And I think that was quite an interesting way of looking at it and also then sort of finding out how I can change diet, change how I do things to have a more positive impact. And now Philip Watson's a senior lecturer at Hartbury University where the welfare of his students is a priority. I do worry that, that young people in the industry are seen as just workhorses. We take them on and, and they'll go into a job and, and through harvest they are they're working long hours and my worry is then that they're not getting that care and attention that they need for their the pastoral side of things so again it's great to be working but are they getting regular time off that they can actually recharge and, and recoup don't flog them into the ground give them time to to go and do something slightly different and it's recognizing that yeah we are busy but I'm going to pull you off that machine at six o'clock at night for just this night the weather's fine we're not really that pushed everybody's finishing even take them out for a meal or a drink as a group of of workers and just sort of say right we're going to all meet up and just do something different rather than just sort of saying right we've got to go we've got to go all the time now employers will say to me yeah but we've got to keep working and i recognize that but one night a week two nights a week is not gonna make that big a difference then if we think about health and safety, if you look at a lot of the injuries that, that people get within our, our industry, it's down to either rushing or complacency and then around people making poor decisions when they're tired. And I think we need to look after our staff in the industry to make sure that, 
they have everything that they need to be able to do their job safely and legally. And so therefore we're not putting too much pressure on it. But again, I know that comes with a financial impact at a time when farms are financially uh, struggling at the moment. And if we think about employing more staff, um, that's probably not on our radar of, of something to do, but I think the benefits of it uh, are, are clear to see for everybody involved. We heard in another programme the stories of Tom York and Daniel Boomer and how their mental health was affected as young farmers on their placement from college and university. Philip's advice is don't suffer in silence. Well, if you're on a placement, I'd expect you to get in contact with your tutor, whether that's college or university, because you shouldn't really be doing 16 hours a day. We have a duty of care to make sure that those placements are are suitable and I certainly would want to hear from a student that wasn't having a very positive experience because uh, then we can talk to the placement provider and we could we can come up with ways to work through it even if it means that we, we pull them away from that placement and and give them the, the support and the help that they need here within the university or the college setting I think yeah it doesn't matter whether you're on a placement or not if you're constantly being asked to work long hours then I think you need to talk to somebody and even if it's just your employer and say, look, I am tired, I need a rest, I don't feel as though I'm functioning properly. And again, sometimes for a younger person, that's a very difficult conversation to have. But if you don't speak up, your employer is not necessarily going to, to recognise the impact that your, the job is having on you. As soon as you have that conversation, maybe difficult to broach that, particularly if you're you're younger and you're talking to somebody who's considerably older but that's the most difficult bit the most difficult bit is to say i need help and i think that's also to be to be blunt about it that's probably the bravest thing that you do is to recognize that you need to ask for help and so i think it's just it's not weakness it's really brave to say look i've i'm struggling i need help and i think that's the message that the industry should be promoting out is that it's brave to talk it's good to talk there is a greater awareness now, and I think that's one of the, the real positives. I think promoting that, and again, if you're looking at social media, again, it's very much a, a hot topic. And I think younger people are recognising that, that it's good to talk about their feelings, particularly if they're not having a good day, but then also recognising that they're not alone. And it's perfectly normal to feel that way. And it's perfectly acceptable to go and talk to somebody about your emotions and your feelings. The views and personal story of Philip Watson, senior lecturer now at Hartbury University, but for many years a dairy farmer and farm manager. That's all from this programme. Until next time, stay well. Here's Adam. Thanks for listening to this edition of Keeping on Track. I hope you found some things in it which were helpful for you or someone you know. If you've been affected by anything you've heard in this podcast, you can find more information about organisations which can provide help and support by going to teamdoctor.org forward slash farmers. Mm -hmm.